So yeah, you've gone incognito because you don't want anyone seeing that you looked up like horrible gonorrhea. I've been riding in the desert on a horse with no name. It feels good to be riding on this horse with no name. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that likes to pop it, lock it, and polka dot it. Fuck, what song is that? Is that Kesha? Nope. The great wordsmith, Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's the hoedown <laughs> throwdown, isn't it? Yes. You think she's embarrassed about that? Um, Maybe. Uh, there's no doubt she's embarrassed about that. There's no doubt. I definitely would be. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'd leave it up because it might still make money. Well, I think she needs to be more like Neil Young and just be like, you know what? Because of Joe Rogan, I'm going to remove my song Hoedown from Spotify. Who the fuck is Neil Young? Exactly. Exactly. So Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young way back in the day. And then Neil Young did a solo thing. I've been riding in the desert on a horse with no name. It feels good to be riding on this horse with no name. I don't know. No, exactly. No, Neil Diamond. September morn. We danced until the night became a brand new day. Two lovers playing games from some romantic play. September morning always makes me feel that way. Neil Diamond sucks. Maybe I should have got him to do the, uh, what's this movie about? And you already got, you got a better artist to do it. What's this movie about? I really want to know what you think it's about. It would have been funny to get <laughs> uh, Michael Bolton for it. I can't do Michael Bolton. <laughs> he may answer that email, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably hurting for money. Yeah, so you didn't hear that. Um, so Joe Rogan, and uh, we're going to be bigger than him in no time, he is uh, spouting out COVID misinformation. And oh, all these, yeah, he took horse dewormer. Well, there's a, there's a lot of doctors that got together and they petitioned Spotify, dude, you need to take him off because he's killing people. Of course, they're not going to take him off because... Mm, revenue. Well, yeah, and he's exclusively with Spotify. And mm-hmm. that dude, I don't know how much he makes per episode, but he is fucking rolling in the dough and therefore Spotify is somehow rolling in the dough. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. But there's a couple artists. One is Neil Young, who is removing all his stuff from Spotify. And I can't imagine anybody but some like 62-year-old who still smokes weed being upset about that. But you know what? Fucking go to Apple. But this next one, you're going to be upset about this next one, who is also pulling her stuff from Spotify, Joni Mitchell. I'm real upset. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea who that is. Exactly. Exactly. So it's these old hippies who are removing their stuff from Spotify. And uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're just losing money. And uh, Neil Young, you probably don't need any more money. Joni Mitchell, I don't know, man. Her uh, her funds may be running low. I've never heard of either of the them. The only song I can think of that I think she did was a song about a parking lot. Tear down a house, put up a parking lot. Something like that. I don't know. I would not want her to do the What's This Movie About song. I know that for sure. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do, who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. We're back. This is episode number 146. Yep.
All right, what do you say we address the things from last week and uh, head on out to the uh, Moving Mug and Lobby? Okay. We're good because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Okay, first of all, how you doing, Jack? Better. Better? It's like a week of not good, mm-hmm. and then it's gone, so... We're good. That addresses that. Good, because I, I got a lot of emails uh, just asking <laughs> how you were, and just people concerned about you. That's nice for a change. And um, <laughs> just a little news on uh, my father-in-law... He got through the procedure just fine. He, uh, it's crazy when open heart surgery, they, they crack open your chest and work on your heart. And the next day he's sitting up in a chair drinking and they walk him down the hall of the ICU. That's just, that blows me away that 24 hours later, that's what they're doing. Obviously we're, we're thrilled that it's gone well. He's still in ICU, but he's, uh, he's improving every day. And uh, has an IV in his neck. Oh my gosh, <laughs> an IV in the neck. I'd never heard of an IV in the neck. And when your mom told me, I, I, I almost had to take a knee. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it, but Vince hates needles. I do, I really, really do. <laughs> needles and blood, I just can't. And I wish I could, I feel like a pussy, but there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> like, like, I can't. Like, the last time exposure therapy. No, thank you. Got to become a heroin addict. Like when they when they did my colonoscopy and they they had to fucking put an IV in my hand. When they're putting it in there, man, I started like having cold sweats, <laughs> and I was laying down. Thank God, but man, I just I just can't. I can't look when they take blood. I always watch when they take my blood <sighs> or when they give me a shot. But an IV in the neck, like shots, don't bother me. Shots don't bother me. That's weird. But when there's blood next to a, well a needle. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. Well, the shots, they just give them to me in my arm. Like, it's it's not a big deal, or, yeah. or my hip. But when they have to, like, get into a vein, I, I think it's the vein stuff. Yeah, it's the vein stuff, because I'm I'm feeling... Woozy? No, not woozy, but that a, a clonopin may be in my future, the longer we talk <laughs> about this. But an IV in the neck. What the fuck? Oh, my gosh. I just can't even imagine having an IV in my neck and ever being able to relax unless they're just pumping morphine through that. Oh, just, ugh. Yeah, oh, I, I saw it in there whenever uh, uh, on FaceTime. Well, like you know what? minutes ago. Yeah, so she went up to the hospital and she's like, hey, you guys may have to stop the movie because we're going we're gonna to FaceTime you guys. And all I could think about is, I don't want to see him with an IV in his neck. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I saw I can't. It. it looked gross. <sighs> it was just sticking straight out. What? Yeah, it was just... No, it, no, it wasn't. It was that's, sticking straight that's out. That's what the mom side. said, and I was like, okay. And then I saw it. Yeah, it's just no, this like big thing like, sticking straight uh, out of his neck, like horizontal, like yes. Oh, needles in there, and then whatever the other oh. crap they got attached to the needles sticking oh, out. Oh, because I figured it would like crawl up like his, like his, arm. I don't know, like his arm or his like thorax. Is that the thorax? I don't know. <laughs> Like a upper torso. That's what it is. Thorax. Insects have thoraxes, right? Um, or is that a Dr. Seuss book? Fuck. I've, I used to know all the parts to like an ant. Yeah. Thorax is definitely one of them. Abdomen. I don't know what the big butt is called. 
Moviemugging at gmail.com. Let me know and we'll send you a movie mug instead. <laughs> but I, I thought it'd go up his back or something. No. And then it would be like go up his neck and just kind of be, you know, like an like an apple plug. You know, it just kind of plugs into the side and just uh like like a, a like Mac. A phone charger. No, no. Yeah, kind of yeah. An apple plug. I well, was like, what is he talking that's about? That's the last thing I plugged in was my Your my, Apple? My Mac. <laughs> People know. <laughs> I'm sure people thought exactly but, like I did. Oh, but going straight out from your neck? Yeah, it looked like it was just straight out. Fuck. You're just sitting up and it was See, just I was worried out. that like I'd be drugged up and I wouldn't be thinking about it. You'd and, roll over. Well, oh. And it would just go out the other side. Ah, or, or the drugs are really, really good, so I'll go to put my arms behind my head like this, and it just knocks it, and I'm just feeling it in my neck. <laughs> oh, no. Man, that's so bad. <sighs> okay. All right, I gotta, I gotta regroup. <laughs> All right, so our podcasting BFFs over at the uh, Film Stripping Podcast, co-captain Chris and co-captain Erica. I'm glad you're still calling them that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. They will always be our BFFs. They will True. always be. Uh, All I'm saying is that now that we can't hang out with them, I wouldn't mind finding somebody else to just kind of hang with every now and then. That's all I'm saying. You're just trying to fill the void that you have kept going I, for the past like three decades of your life, of your strict no friends <laughs> lifestyle, and now you're just craving to have friends because you got a little taste of what it's like. The problem with new friends that you haven't even thought of, not, besides what I've said, is that uh, film stripping basically our day one from like episode like what like twenty six or something like that maybe something really early. Mm -hmm. If we get new friends, they're just going to be clout chasing. <laughs> they're in it for the money. They're in it for the fame, the wealth, and the glory. Mm -hmm. We can't trust those people. We can only trust our day ones. Well, yeah, I mean that's what our I did. Rider dies. I I jumped on the coattails of film stripping and <laughs> rode, rode them to the mountaintop, and now you know we're carrying the torch for them. Look, there's never going to be anybody like like Chris and Erica. There, there's just not. They were our first podcasting loves. That's true. And you always remember your first. They took our virginity sweetly in the night. <laughs> okay. Stained those white sheets red. Gosh. What? <laughs> a, what? What do you mean, just what? talking about the natural... Popping our cherry? Very natural, beautiful process of deflowering an individual. So you're saying they deep buckets of blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and going back to the cherry, isn't isn't that called the hymen? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the trophy. I thought oh. like college football. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The hymen trophy that everybody goes for. <laughs> Everyone wants it. I got my hymen trophy when I was 14. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, they brought a uh, new beautiful baby into the world. God, that must have hurt. <laughs> That's all I could think of is how much that had to have sucked there for like 14 hours or whatever. I wonder how bad it hurts after. I mean, I, I don't know. It depends I, on if you get an episiotomy. What is that? The that, cut? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if you do have to, obviously it hurts like a bitch. But if you don't, I mean, you would still think like it would hurt real bad. Yeah. Squeeze. Like if you had to shit out a fucking... <laughs> A baby, your asshole wouldn't ever be the same ever. No, I think a, a vagina it's is different. bigger than a butthole. And yeah, but still, I've squeezed some pretty big stuff out of my butthole before. After a couple of days, after eating steak, and yeah, I, I don't go. I've and... definitely squeezed some life-changing turds out of my <laughs> ass as well. Really big, 
life changing circumference. But uh, there's the newest co captain. <laughs> Beautiful baby boy. He's got his, his mouth hanging open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got a lot of hair. Gonna be another hairy butt dude to add to the group. Maybe. Maybe fit right in. <laughs> fit right in. Wouldn't it be weird if like your baby was born with like a really hairy ass? Some babies are born like with a, a lot of hair. Well, yeah, on their head. No, like their body. That's weird. Yeah. It's called, uh, what is it called? Hairy baby syndrome. But like if your kid had like a full like 35-year-old man hairy ass, <laughs> like if your baby came out with a hairier ass than you, that would, there'd be some superiority issues there. <laughs> it's called L- Lanugo. Um, let's see. Like the Wolfman syndrome? Yeah, kind of. Lanugo is the hair that covers the body of some newborns. It's downy, unpigmented hair is the first type of hair that grows from hair follicles, blah, 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 science, who cares? Um, it usually um, starts to develop around the fourth or fifth month of pregnancy, and it often stays till around the seventh or eighth month of pregnancy, although it can last and linger and shed weeks after birth. So I feel... Ew. Yeah. Imagine being full of hair. Yeah. Well, and imagine... You'd be trying to get that out for weeks. But, like, you don't know that, and just imagine the baby being born, and they hand it to you, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is it all hairy? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm thinking more about, like, when you get your hair cut, and you're still wearing the same shirt. (laughs) That's like... No. Like, when you go to have sex after, and, like, you're getting poked and prodded by little hairs in there, that would suck ass. I don't think you that's how it works. You douche real good. No, I think that all comes out in the afterbirth. Plus, it's it's soft. It's it's. And you think all the hair comes out, and then you're like, oh, there's no hair in my in my back. Then you go sit in the car to drive home from the haircut place, and there's still hair. That's just how it works. There, I've, <laughs> there's no way it all just comes out pain free. Well, not pain free. Birth is <laughs> I, not pain free. I seriously doubt by the time that you can bang again that you there's still like any hose. hair. You, you put your thumb over the hose and <laughs> really get the power going. You can't bang for like six weeks after pregnancy. There's no way that hair is still there. Okay, yeah, I didn't know it's six weeks. I think it's six weeks. I don't. Know, it could be four weeks. It, it just depends on on the the trauma that went on down there. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, pregnancy just bothers me so deeply. Yeah, well... There's something about it that I just... It's very hard for me to handle. I know it is. Kind of like IVs and necks for me. Yeah. Like, and especially because, like, I've seen thumbnails of, like, videos where like, it's, like, banging a pregnant pregnant chick. Oh. I don't think I could. Like, I, like... You know what? Pass out or... Don't tell me. I mean, just look. Don't tell me the dent in my head is from you. <laughs> there are memes for a while there where it's, like... When you're banging a pregnant chick and you feel a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Starts tugging. Get this over with, man. This is bothering my slumber. I don't just the thought of her being pregnant is one thing. But once it gets to like the big belly, that's where I'm gonna have to just go abstinent. Yeah. We can do mutual masturbation. (laughs) I'll have I'll be blindfolded. I I can't look at a pregnant belly. Yeah. I, I mean I can, but it's very fucking hard to. By no means are we saying that that pregnant women are are not pretty or gross it's the or damn anything. Bellies. Yeah, but but some people have a hard time with the belly. Some when people it looks don't. Looks like you but, could like touch it with a needle, and your your wife is just gonna blow up and die. It, it's hard. I think I'm good on that. It's, their, it their is. Belly it's, button is sitting four inches out, 
and they got the black line. I don't know what that black line. Not is, everybody but it gets looks the black like, line. It looks like zombification has started. Like there's necrosis going on. <laughs> and also, I just don't really like babies that much. So that's another part of it. I feel like all the the pregnant women right now are, are just pressing stop on our podcast. Sorry listening about to you. somebody else. Well, you're, you've missed the point. Congratulations. Yeah, but ladies, you're beautiful. Pregnancy is a beautiful thing. It's just Jack has a really hard time with the uh, with the pregnant tummy. The aspect. Um, but anyway, congratulations to uh, Chris and Erica on their beautiful baby boy. They have not released the name or anything on uh, Instagram yet, so I'm Jack. not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Uh, I feel like indirectly, in a way, with a, a six degrees of separation kind of thing, they named it after me. It's either Vincent or Jackson. So they can not have fully named it after one of us. But when Chris uh, messaged me with uh, with the picture, he did say to let you know that at no point did Erica ever develop a black line on her belly. <laughs> Great. All right. Speaking of our uh, podcasting BFFs over at the Film Stripping Podcast, they finally put out their farewell episode, mm. which was the farewell episode plus a little bit of Scott Pilgrim. Okay. So any ideas what they rated Scott Pilgrim on the 10 scale? Um, I'm hoping for at least like sevens. Okay. They both really liked the movie, and they were right. both very happy with your choice of the movie. It's a good way to go out. They both gave it an eight. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did not pick up Borat 2. Um, they also... Good Lord. Oh, my stomach was hurting, and that started to be ready. It released your pregnant-looking uh, belly? Deflated a little bit. I that I needed that. Man. Jack underscore fart sixty-nine. It's usually me that's dropping those air biscuits in here, but <laughs> air biscuit. You never heard that? No. I think it's from like Wayne's World or something. I've never seen that. Floating an air biscuit. Never heard that? <laughs> no, it sounds good. Yeah, it's from a movie. I'm sure it will eventually be on here and you'll be like, hey. And I'll be like, yeah. Uh-huh. Remember uh, that? That I needed that one. There's more. It, My stomach has pressure in it. I could tell you needed that. That's one of those farts that you let out that I could tell, yep, that was a that was a necessary one. <laughs> My butthole still hurts. <laughs> you know those farts? I do. Where it itches yep. any sort of yep. it could be the worst itch you've ever had. It'll never itch there again. No. Nope. Like the next like <laughs> forever. Uh but anyway, in their farewell tour of not tour, their farewell episode course they had to tell some stories about us and so uh ah yes this is what having friends is for mm-hmm. listening to how nice they uh talk about you all the compliments you get all right so i think you're gonna like this one i do want to start this off by telling a story so back when they did their episode for drive the movie starring Ryan Gosling yeah. and like Brian Cranston, yeah. so on, so on, right? So they do that movie, and uh, while while I'm listening to that podcast, was a time whenever I was commuting to my old job. Yeah, my old job shared the same uh, parking structure as one of the largest talent agencies in the world, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. like like. Every major star you could probably think of at some point, I mean, is either now part of this talent agency or was at some point in their career uh, with this talent agency. Um, And this was a point when 
people were starting to go back to the office during the pandemic, too. So it wasn't like it was a ghost town. There was people around. Now, mm. I drove there in the morning listening to the podcast, got there. But the schedule I'd set up for myself is I was leaving kind of like post lunchtime. Um, whenever I would drive out of there. And so I'm listening to their podcast as I'm exiting the parking structure. And there's people of, you know, there's all, you know, sorts of people, uh, you know, milling about all these high to do, you know, talent agents and Hollywood people all over. It's a parking structure. So everything echoes, right? So I'm driving in my car, windows up listening to the podcast really loud because I'm partially deaf, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you agree on that? Oh, 100%. So I listen to everything like super loud. Yes. I drive up to where I'm supposed to badge out and I roll down the window. This is right in front of the valet and like where everybody's kind of like milling about. I roll down the window and it echoes so loud and all you hear is Jack say, Ryan Gosling looks like Christian Bale fucked Chris Evans in the ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right at that moment that I roll down the window, Jack says that really loud and extra loud from my car's stereo. <laughs> <laughs> that Ryan Gosling looks like Christian Bale fucked Chris Evans in the ass. It was <gasps> so frightening. It's so perfect. And, and trust it's me. so perfect. Trust me. I got looks. Well, like, yeah. Like, every head turned and looked at me. As if I were the one who had just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. What I hope people were thinking was like, wow, I wonder who he's on the phone with. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, that would be good. Escape mental combat. Anyways. I hope that got back to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it got back to Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was probably my fondest memory of that job too. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. That's awesome. That is awesome. So when he said, I, "I wonder," you know, people who thought he might have been on the phone with. You know, there could be producers in that garage. There could be directors <laughs> in that garage. There's all these talent agents in that garage. And they could have thought that Chris, like somebody was pitching, hey, we want Ryan Gosling to be in your new movie. Okay. And Chris being a big time producer is like, I don't want that motherfucker. He looks like and I don't even necessarily agree with that. Well, I think. What I mean, Chris Evans, really good looking. Ryan Gosling, really good looking. But Christian Bale, he's like more hardened-ish. But what I think we were talking about was, I I think I brought up that the three were somewhat interchangeable. And so okay. we talked about how maybe Ryan Gosling was like a hybrid of the two. And then I guess you, you brought Decided up... Decided to say that yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. So great. When was that? I, I looked it up today just to see when it was, and it was episode 105. Okay. So it's been I a knew while. it was later. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And finally, I, I just wanted you to hear one of the saddest things uh, of all time, and that is uh, their final farewell. Okay. Which they also talk about us. Yay! Which is the only reason I'm playing it. That's what friends are for. Guys. <sighs> That's it. That's it, guys. We've loved doing this. You know what? Sometimes it was exhausting to think about the fact that we have to, A, watch a movie, and B, record ourselves talking about it. But it was a solid three years of Erica and my life. 
where we did this regularly and we had a lot of fun with a lot of you having a lot of interactions with the funny things that we said, sometimes not on purpose. (laughs) Uh, I would like to thank every single one of you that listened. Thank you so much. I would like to thank every single one of you that reached out and said hello in any sort of way. It, It felt so special to know not only see that there were just like people listening, but that they were saying something to us too. Yeah, interacting with us. Fucking rad. We made podcasting BFFs. You know what the FF is for? Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Forever. Um, uh, Jack and Vince, uh, it's been a blast oh. doing this with you guys. Um, you know, we'll still be in your lives. Yeah, I'm still going to ask Jack questions. We're still going to ask Jack questions. We're going to chime in here and there. We'll exchange numbers. You guys can call us and hang up on us <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Please do. Um, Please do. That's all. That's all I got to say. Co-Captain Erica. I ha- you know, I have a really difficult time with endings. Like I hate watching finales. I just don't. I hate it when my plate is done. Like, I just really don't like endings, and this is really hard for me. Um, Let's not call it the end. I know we'll have, like, sports here and there, but it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, like, we're, I'm going to keep this channel open. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to keep the, the, you know, the uh, hosting for the podcast open. Yeah. If we ever want to pop on for any reason, we We can do it. Yeah. I'm going to, we're, we're, don't count on us doing this regularly whatsoever. Thank you for having this idea. Thank you for including me in this. That was very kind of you. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, that was really fun to know that we weren't annoying all the time. Um, and thank you to our podcasting BFFs. You have brought us so much joy in our lives. You don't, you don't even understand how, how much happiness we have in our lives because of you guys. I mean, it's fact. It's It's weird, but it's true. And I really want to thank Fat Dad. Wow. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that that was sad though. That was sad. Really really sad. It, it just it gets me thinking. I don't even think about this ending. What Mm-mm. what we're doing? I just feel like this is just going to go on forever. Your future wife's just going to have to understand one day that <laughs> the show takes priority like over Friday nights over family. <laughs> I'm yours. But just just the thought of that and and how hard it must have been for them. I mean, even though they're they're moving on to a much more exciting part of their life, don't put yourself in their shoes because we all know how you feel about kids. But it's it's a beautiful thing to to start a family, and I know that's something that they are so excited about. And so it's probably easier to hang it up when you're looking at that. At the same time, you, you could tell it was hard. But well, yeah, man, what what kind words for them to say about us? And, and I, I've, it's so such a weird feeling having like a compliment like that. Mm-hmm. That we bring such joy to their lives and and stuff and yeah you know they said and I was like okay and then she was like you, like you don't even know and he goes fact mm-hmm. and I was like oh like the you don't even know part means that it's very a lot and I was like wow and I agree I can't even picture the last couple years what it would have been like without the great back and forth that we did with them I and agree just with that. just having a good time. And the uh, the crossover extravaganza, and and just the the going back and forth, and I've said it a million times. You know, I I consider them to be 
as much friends as you can have without have ever talked to anybody directly yeah. or seen them face to face or really hung out because I feel like we 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 did hang out, you know, sorta. So the back and forth was so awesome, and I love doing our months together. And they're they're just one of those shows that when you're listening to them, you feel like you are hanging out with them. And I am going to go back and and listen to their old episodes just because I really miss hanging out with them. But um, yeah, farewell to the Film Stripping Podcast. You will be missed. You will. And I do appreciate you saying Jack and Vince. I mean, that's that doesn't <laughs> even bother me anymore. It, it is what it is. It doesn't matter if it bothers you or not. It's that I appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's a very kind gesture. It, the kindest. The <laughs> kindest. What you don't know is I told him your self-esteem was pretty down. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay. Yeah, I did a special... Uh, yeah. Amy Farts underscore 69 for them. That to you, send them that a you message. Yeah, that you didn't know about. So I just want to say congratulations on three solid years of awesome podcasting and congratulations on the new addition to the family. And we're going to miss you something terribly. And uh, I kid, you you guys are irreplaceable as BFFs. All right, anyway, that was fun. That was fun. And you know what? I do have some more audio. And as I go back and listen to their other episodes, if they bring up talking points that I think maybe we can talk on just so we can hear their voices again, I may I may uh, snip some audio from their stuff as long as they don't send me a cease and desist for I'm their sure copyrighted we're, material. We're and clear from that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a good time. Have a good time. All right. You got anything for the lobby? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room. And I will unveil today's movie. All right, so this movie came out in 2012. It is rated R. It is one hour and 50 minutes. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and 84% of Google users like this movie. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Okay, as far as profanity goes, there are 94 uses of fuck, 5 uses of cunt, 20 uses of shit, 7 uses of pussy, and 9 uses of bitch. Cunt's a good one. And a woman walks into a room topless and remains that way while holding a conversation with a man dressed as a priest. <laughs> dressed as a priest? Uh-huh. Or he is a priest? Dressed as a priest. I heard a good priest joke the other day. You want to hear it? Yes, of course. All right, so there's a priest, and he's driving up the mountain, and he comes across this boy on the side, and he's just uh, crying hysterically. So he gets plugs out of the- him up? What? So he plugs him up? He uh, goes up to the boy and he says, uh, son, what happened? And the boy points down off the side of the cliff and he says, I, I think my, my parents are dead. They went off the cliff. And, and the priest looks over and sure enough, there's a car on fire down there and there's two mangled bodies. And so he looks down at the kid and the kid looks up at him hopeful and he starts to smile at the kid and the kid starts to smile at him. Then he starts uh, undoing his belt buckle and the kid's <laughs> like, what are you doing? And uh, the priest says, kid, it's just not your fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Man, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Priests are just pedophiles. Every last one of them. No, they are not. Not every last one of them. How do you know I didn't get my ass destroyed at youth group? Because we're not Catholic. There weren't any priests there. That's how I know. (laughs) Jeez. Can you believe that that Jack did go to church camp a couple times? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure none of them can believe it. All right, so this movie is called Seven Psychopaths. Never heard of it. Okay, I've never seen it. I've heard of Seven. You know that movie? Yeah. I mean, you already know the ending, so yeah. I can't I can't show that movie. <laughs> yeah. That movie's dark, man. It's and fucking dark. I still want to watch it. I mean, it's it's it'll actually add meaning to the clip literally everyone in the universe has seen. You would like it. It is Yeah. It I, is 
Brad Pitt, whew, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, right? yeah, it has to be good. Then. I just don't want to show Brad it. Pitt. I mean, if you didn't know the ending, fuck, we'd have watched that a long time ago. But it's like, I mean, Titanic, dude. I know how it ends. Don't it, don't want to fucking watch it. And it's a garbage movie. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> All right, so you ready to do this? Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2012 Seven Psychopaths. Yep. I just played you a little uh, Joni Mitchell. Yep. Right before we returned. Where Where is she from? Uh, I don't know. Germany? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere where they squeak when they talk. She did not have an American accent. Yeah. Of I think, any variety. You know what? I do think she's American. And furthermore, I just looked up this song on Spotify. So, uh, Empty Threat, Joni Mitchell. Oh. Empty yeah. Threat. She's Canadian. She's from like Quebec or something. What do you think she looked like when she was singing that song? Bjork. You know, you think she looks like Bjork? I that my first thought was this lady wants to be Bjork. She's been around a lot longer than Bjork. She was famous like in the sixties. Oh, well, yeah. she sucks. She was a she was a hippie. Just picture her Marsha Brady hair. She was one of those though when. Not not that I had a hippie phase, but I kind of went through where I liked listening to the hippie music, you know, like of Woodstock and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. she was at Woodstock. And so I'd always heard her name, always heard her name, and I was like, okay, well, I want to check this out. I want to like her, you know, because she looks like the ultimate hippie chick artist. And yeah. that's what I got, the parking lot song. It's called Big Yellow Taxi for some reason. <laughs> Who is the other... Oh, Fuck, I always I forget her name. She has like she's one of those legendary singing figures. Carol King? No. She's awesome, Carol King. Love um, Carol King. Well, the lady, oh, Janice Joplin. Oh. She's no. garbage. Yes. She's terrible. I've never yeah. heard anything good from her. No. I'm not that I've really heard a whole lot, but I wouldn't subject myself to hearing a whole lot of that. No, she was awful. She was awful. And she's but she's like legendary hippie phase, right? Yeah, legendary heroin addict, uh, alcoholic. So she's uh, a hippie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she was she was one of those. I think she's one of those that people like to look back fondly on. Oh yeah, Janis Joplin. But yeah, she's she has a cool name. Yeah, she had a great name. That's about it. But mm, yeah, I think she might have been part of the. Is it the Thirty One Club? Twenty Seven. It's the Twenty Seven Club. Let me look her up real quick. It's Twenty Seven. You guys thought you were coming here. Thirty One. I don't know. <laughs> Diet Twenty Seven. So not that it is good at all, but it sounds cooler than I was 31. Four, I was four years off. Well, once you hit 30, it's kind of all over anyway, right? No, man. The 30s are the best <laughs> I'm years. kidding. 30s are the best years. Like, if I could go back, I think I've said it before. For, you, for your life? No, 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 no. I think if I could go back to any time in my life, it would be my 30s. Because you're old enough, you have wisdom, you're still at an age where you can be in good shape and do shit. It's just, it's the best of all worlds. You're starting to make some money. Yeah, 30s were the fucking greatest. So you enjoy it. Yeah, 27 years old. Who else is 27? Oh, <laughs> All right. sure I think Elvis Jim Morrison. Was. No, God, Elvis was fat and old. Uh, who's Jim Morrison? The Doors. Oh. I think Jim Jim Morrison, maybe Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Kurt Cobain, was he part of that? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's see. Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse... Damn, really? Yeah, yeah. Robert Johnson was a blues guitarist. I think they had all the big big names at the very, very first of this article, so I'm just going to stop right now. But the list is really, really long. I feel like there's no more admission to that club. You, you think the, the door's closed? You, you I think, think if, I feel like it. Because no one's legendary anymore. The only legendary people are all old. 
You think if Megan the Stallion was 27 and died right now that they would not let her into this this exclusive club? Um, I don't think so at first, but I think there would be very uh, wild community backlash and <laughs> lots of so? petition or lots of petitions against it. Against it and like let her in, let her in. <laughs> it's not like the Hall of Fame. I don't think people get to vote on who goes in and who does not. Yeah, they don't get to vote, but if like it's only supposedly only legends that go there that are allowed to join that club. Not really, because if you look at this long list. Well, yeah, I know, a- but it's a lot of all fucking old musicians. The last one to probably enter the club. Amy Winehouse, probably. Yeah. And that is what she died in like 07 or something. Because like it's, it makes no sense the thought I keep having in my head. But the people in the 27 club, that's like actual music, even though like. Music of today's youth is still actual music. Hold up. But there's a difference. Don't you tell me that Wet Ass Pussy isn't good music. That song sucks ass. That is Megan Thee Stallion's finest right there. And it's actually a Cardi B song featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Bring a, Muppet, bring, bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Yeah. Give it everything you got for this wet ass pussy. And she talks about like getting come on her ass or something in that song. No, I think that's Cardi B's up song oh. i don't know but no she wants you to park that big mac truck right at the back of her throat or something like that right in this little garage oh, okay Jeez. oh she wants you to i've listened to that song with you <laughs> and maybe like I don't, twice on my own i don't listen to lyrics as much and <laughs> yeah she wants you to touch the little dangly thing yeah right at the back right of her throat the back of her throat yeah. yes god man Back in the fucking 80s, you got Cindy Lauper singing Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And now here it is 30, 40 years later and just eat this wet ass pussy. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up. February 15th of this year, she turns 27. So uh, let's uh, let's start the timer. That's a whole year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we do not wish that upon Megan no. the, the Stallion. T-H-E-E. Yeah. The. You said it wrong earlier. So yeah, I'm sorry. said Megan Stallion. No, I didn't. I said, yes, you no, did. I did not. You will edit this and realize that you said Megan Stallion. Uh, no, I it, didn't. And that I just didn't Dude, I you. have Megan the Stallion on my playlist. Yes, I know. And you, I gotta, you also have wet-ass pussy on your playlist. I do. And you don't know the words. All right. So how can you really be trusted? All right, so hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's see, how does it start? What's Megan the Stallion's hair color right now? I don't fucking know, and I don't fucking care. It doesn't really matter. Clearly, the lyrics don't either. Give it everything you got for this wet-ass pussy. It can wop, wop, wop. That's some wet-ass pussy. How does it start? Because I can sing it if I, I remember how it how starts. It starts. All right, hang on, let me She's see. She's talking about, I want to gag, go on a choke. <laughs> <laughs> Certified freak, seven days a week. Wet ass pussy make that pull out game weak. Uh-huh. How <laughs> many 50 Because that's what I do when I'm rapping. You know that. How many 52-year-old dudes, dads, are, are singing that song? Probably none. And that's I, right. I think that's a good thing. It is not a good thing. More 52-year-old dads should check out Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj. Who else? Who sings, you're my best friend, she a real bad bitch, got her own money, she don't need I don't know, but on the dance floor. You didn't mention Doja Cat. You listen to Doja Cat. Yeah, I like Doja Cat. Dua Lipa in La Baby. La Baby? <laughs> La Baby. It's Duh Baby. And there's a separate rapper named Lil Baby. Yeah, yeah. They sound a lot different. How about Saweetie? 
she was married. Tap, tap, tap in. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. That's all I know from one of her songs. Okay. People are blown away by by my musical knowledge and taste. Because <sighs> it's good. Not always. It's better than some wet-ass pussy. And actually, it's not. <laughs> I was about to say, probably not. Wet-ass pussy's pretty good. It's It's pretty good. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get back to the movie. Let me give it the 50-cent tour. I did say we're back from watching that, didn't I? And then we just immediately went into some wet-ass pussy. Yeah. Did you bring a bucket and a mop? No. We didn't even know we were going to have this conversation. mop. So. <laughs> Not the kind of mop that would mop up a wet-ass pussy. Did you bring a Swiffer yeah, in our house? Like right now, we got the Swiffer that has the button that- <laughs> The wet like, jet? Yeah, the- <laughs> Fucking yeah. ejects the liquid All right. around. Yeah, so don't come to our house with a wet-ass pussy because we... I'll have to go get a mop. We don't have the tools to take care of that and while you're here. The best bucket we have is when I put the trash bag in when we go pick up the dog shit, <laughs> uh, like a Home Depot bucket. Yeah, bucket. Doesn't that work? Yeah, it would. Do we have the cleaning supplies that we could have hot water? Do, wait, do you want a pussy that that's wet that you actually need a bucket and a mop for? Where you have to lay four layers of towel? No, that's, that's a big issue. You 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 pissed yourself. If, if you're going to That's why your pussy's wet. No, there's like squirting. Uh, yeah. Which I think has certain amounts of pee in it anyway. It does. Mm-hmm. I researched that after we talked about it in an episode. And I think you told me about mm-hmm. it, yeah. Kind of weird. I mean, that would be weird. It would be weird. suddenly get squirted in your face. Like, you've seen videos of it, man. It, it's it's like you talked about it videos? earlier. Yeah, I have. Like, <laughs> it looks like a, a nozzle, you know, yeah. like you put your thumb over the hose like you talked about earlier. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and I think guys would be like, man, it'd be really cool to get a girl to squirt. And no, it would like, not. It who wouldn't. do you think she's going to make clean that up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who is she going to tell to put the sheets in the washer? You know, it'd be funny if girls could just do it on their own, kind of like the old uh, oh, the, the flower squirting water like trick on command. Uh-huh, you just go down there, and there's like ah. It'd be funny if you could ejaculate on demand. No, not really. When, <laughs> why? Funny? Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess same reason it would be funny for a lady to be able to squirt on demand. Uh, I uh, I think that's much funnier. I mean, but, but if like, you could ejaculate on demand, like you would spend like your whole day coming because it feels so good. But ejaculate and then is it inherently more funny than a, a squirt. And like why funny goopy? Well, yeah. Versus just like glorified water. Okay. Did you say funnier? Yeah, it just is. I mean, I get, it probably a, depends on where big it goes. Old bucket of goop versus a bucket of what looks like water. You What's funnier? The I goop. Guess really, neither are the, very the funny. The noises it'll make. <laughs> what, what would that sound like? Um, I don't know. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> All right. But I think you can just stick something up your butt and it'll make it come. Which I did see a funny video. Jeez. Um, it was saying, like, it was on Reddit. It was like, halfway house roommates are the worst. And this yeah, guy was yeah. recording this dude... And he was, he had his jeans like at his ankles and he was like crouched down like someone was taking a shit on the side of the road, like that position. Mm -hmm. But he had this whole thing up his ass. Like, you know, like the mirror that mom has that has like the 10 magnification on one side. Mm -hmm. It was like that circle and a long metal rod on it. Like it was a paper towel holder and he had like most of the fucking metal rod part in him. And he was like duck walking, and the the metal like circular base was scraping the ground while he duck walked. 
And his roommate, who I don't know if that was actually true, but he's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? It took him over and over. And the guy just stood up, took it out of his ass, put on his pants and walked away. It's like, what the fuck? I'd have been fine if I'd have never heard that story. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I think I saved it that's, on Reddit, too. God, I shoved my friends. Really disturbing. <laughs> I mean, that's meth, right? We, we covered that last week, uh, Erica talking about the dude on meth who yeah. shoved a milk carton up his ass. and That's meth. It's got to be meth. You don't just stick crazy shit up your ass if you're not on meth. I, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, generally. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. I, never say never. Yeah. Yeah. Never say never. Okay. On to the movie. Let me give the 50 cent tour. This movie is about uh, a writer who's played by Colin Farrell, and he's going to write this uh, movie called Seven Psychopaths. He's got a friend named Billy who is played by uh, Sam Rockwell, which this is our third Sam Rockwell movie. We saw him in The Way, Way Back. He was the dude who ran the water park. Oh, okay, uh-huh. yeah. And then in Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. he was the awesome awesome Nazi, if those two words have ever been said together. Uh, yeah, probably not in English, but right. probably just in German. Mm-hmm. So Billy's kind of giving him these ideas of different psychopaths by telling him these little stories. And so he's just coming up with these different seven psychopaths to be in his movie. And Christopher Walken's in it. His name is Hans, and he is friends with Billy. And uh, so they're all they're all pals. Well, Billy and and Hans, they have a uh, a racket where they steal people's dogs, and then they wait till the reward signs go up, and then they return the dogs and and get the cash rewards. And and that's kind of that's their hustle. So at one point, Billy ends up stealing a dog that belongs to a gangster played by Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. A fucking all-star cast, man. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. Well, he realizes that he's being played by somebody who does this for a living, and so they go after Billy and... Uh, Hans as well. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that. Well, it's not kind of like that. That's what it is. I'm, I'm leaving out a lot of parts, but it, it all they all kind of come together, and there's some other psychopaths in there that don't get a whole lot of mentions, but let me just see what the internet has to say. Please. <laughs> yeah. I did a shitty job, really? Yeah. Okay. It was really bad. Well, let's let's clear it up here. Oh, damn it. I already uh I moved off the the Google page. Now, uh, you want to know what Megan the Stallion's real name is cuz I'm on her page. It's uh, Megan Javon Ruth Pete. Pete. Mhm. She's uh from Houston, Texas. She is 5'10". Awesome. Yeah. So, let me uh let me hit the back button here. Oh, the 27 Club back button. Heroin overdose Janice Joplin back button. Joni Mitchell, back button, back button. Why didn't you say what was on that page? What? Joni Mitchell? You said blah, 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 back button. Then you just said back button again. You're hiding something. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Boozy writer Marty, played by Colin Farrell, is a man in search of a screenplay. He has a catchy title, but no story to go along with it. Marty has a couple of oddball buddies, Hans, played by Christopher Walken, and Billy, played by Sam Rockwell, who make a living by kidnapping rich people's dogs, then returning them and collecting the reward. However, this time the fur flies when Hans and Billy kidnap the beloved pooch of a gangster, Woody Harrelson, and Marty uses the ensuing events as a fodder for his screenplay. That's basically what I said, except I didn't put the, it's fodder for the screenplay. I was, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yours just sounded a lot less coherent. Well, because it, it was. It sounded like you woke up your friend... <laughs> And they just started saying something, and then they went back to sleep. <laughs> That's your version. That one is like they spent like 30 minutes writing their thoughts down yeah. and revising and editing, mm-hmm. 
and then I mean I I can't disagree. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but your, if you would laugh was very telling. If if give me ten minutes and I could have written it down better, yeah, but then it's not the Fifty Cent tour. Well, yours is a really shitty tour. It, well, it said the like exact you, same fucking thing you as that go on one. Vacation and your tour guide gets replaced with some drunk bastard. Okay, be careful. Your analogies are not the greatest. And that you, was not bad. No, you had a really good one, and then that one was was good. But I'm, but I'm, I'm but I'm saying on going further because yeah. this is overkill anyway. Do not try a third. All right, so I enjoyed this movie from the very beginning because at the very beginning they played a Hank Williams song, and, and I'm a sucker for old Hank Williams. I, I just yeah. I, I love it. So I was in it immediately. Then the opening scene is these two gangsters who are waiting to shoot a lady, and they're just having this back and forth banter that's almost Tarantino like as far as the script goes, and then you just see this guy. Walking up behind him. The red ski mask mm -hmm. and dual-wielding pistols. Yep. And he just shoots them both in the head and they go down. So immediately you're like, okay. And he throws two jack of diamonds on them. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I'm like, this is good. I'm into this. That was cheap. What? Why? They reeled you in. That was false promise, I believe. That kind of set me up to like the movie less than you because that opening scene was probably the coolest scene in the entire movie. Like imagine, I disagree. Imagine that was had like anything to do with the movie itself. Yeah. It, like I, 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 I yeah, was I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I was upset multiple times about the Jack of Diamonds killer because Billy is the Jack of Diamonds killer, but you don't really get to see him do anything. I mean, he shoots this lady in the stomach. He shoots the two guys that and, um, go to the dog hiding place. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like I was expecting something a lot different from this movie than what I got, and what I got was worse than what I was expecting. It wasn't a bad movie. No. no. But I'm I'm still salty okay, about well, it. Uh, I've been salty about uh, tap, it for tap the brakes. like an hour now. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. tap the brakes, because I, I have some hot hot opinions on that as well. One, one thing, I when the movie first came on and I was writing down that uh, Hank Williams and stuff— and I, like, I take notes every single movie because I'm the one who kind of keeps this going on the topics. And I just thought, I mean, you, you, you never, you don't even have a pen or a pad or anything. No. You just watch the movie and then you just sit there and talk. Is there ever points where you're watching something in the movie and you're like, oh, I, I want to talk about that? Yeah. And then I think I'll remember it and I don't. Yeah. Do you think it would behoove you to have a little pen pad there and, and maybe scratch some I'd shit down every now and then? Do that. No, never. It just cracks me up. And also, hot take, Hank Williams Sr. does not belong in this movie at all. He's singing, uh, he's singing a song about the angel of death in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then that scene happened, and I was like, this movie's going to be fucking rock solid. It's going to have me rock solid. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. He does not belong in this movie. The same music that's in, like, American Pie belongs in this movie. No, it doesn't. This movie was a comedy. Well, okay. Yeah, it had some comedic parts, but you don't want to be watching it and people are getting killed and they got, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm holding. I'm back in. Or, like, some, like, spin doctors. Princes. But it's like Hank Williams singing about the angel of death. This movie, I, I, yeah. the angel of death is a cool term. This movie was... A comedy. This movie was just a comedy. It was. I, there was, I, I agree. wasn't an action comedy, really. There was no really action sequences at all. There, there was nothing thrilling about it. Um, it was some false advertising. I can see what you mean. They, yeah, they, 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 they did. showed me some shit that is straight out of The Man from Nowhere and then give me 
more of like a half-assed kind of movie. I, I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I agree I'm with that. I'm glad you do. I agree like, with that. This, they opened it up as if it was a fucking badass, like, mm-hmm. this guy's serious. He just pulled the trigger and killed two people, and you see it, the blood shoot out the front of their heads because yeah. he shot them in the back of the heads, and I'm like, damn. I mean, the gore was good. There was a lot of gore in this. I Well, I mean, it chilled out. Yeah, but I wrote down a lot of things that were pretty gory. So let's let's just get into the seven psychopaths real quick. First first of all, you have the Jack of Diamonds mm-hmm. uh, psychopath, which we find out is Billy. Which is number seven. Yeah, yeah also, yeah. So he, he shoots uh, bad guys. Like, he shoots gangsters. Yeah, mafia like, or mm-hmm. uh, Yakuza. Shoots them in the head and then throws the Jack of Diamonds cards on them, which pretty cool. If it'd be a movie just like that where this dude goes around doing that, that's a good movie. Definitely. Watching that. The next guy is a Quaker uh, psychopath. His story is a, a, a butcher just murders his daughter. Man, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a gross, bloody scene. There's blood all over the walls. He goes to prison. All this time he's in prison, this Quaker just is, is watching him and mm-hmm. just waiting for him to get out. And then he finally gets out because he, he found religion. And so he gets paroled. And the Quaker is like always there. Outside his window, mm-hmm. up and, on a roof when he's walking by. And so he's living this life, freaking out, knowing that this guy's after him and he's just going crazy. And so he decides one day that he's just going to slit his throat. So mm-hmm. he looks out the window and the Quaker's down there watching him and he takes a straight razor and he slits his throat. And that's fucking hard to watch, man. That'll never be an easy thing to see, even though you know it's fake in a movie. Somebody's yeah. slitting their wrist or slitting their necks. And he looks out the window and, and at the same time, the Quaker takes out a straight blade and, and slits his neck. And gosh, that, that was rough. That yeah. was rough. And the head sawing was worse. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a little bit because I have my list of, of gore that I just kind of want to go down and see if there's any, you know, any extra talking you want to do about that. Okay. Uh, the third psychopath is Woody Harrelson, who is just the, the head of the, this mafia family or whatever. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, just just picture head of a mafia family. He, he just uh, wants his dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he uh, shoots a lot of people. Then you have the Vietnamese priest. That was cool. Which I was wanting more of that throughout the movie. So you see him. He's on a bed with his priest um, uniform. Is it, what do you call it? A uniform or out, out, the, outfit? If you say the word father, uh-huh. that's the outfit. Mm-hmm. All black except that white thing at your neck. Yeah. He was a fake priest, though. Yeah, he, he was. But he's in a uh, a cheap hotel room, and, well, motel, right? And uh, this um, sex worker comes out, and uh, he's she's like, weren't we at war with you guys? You're Vietnamese? And he's like, yeah, and the war's not over, and pulls out a pistol. And they just kind of ended it there for, the, yeah. for that moment. Then you have um, you have the uh, the two killers. You you have Zach. Mm. And, and Maggie. Yeah, so... Billy puts an ad in the paper trying to help out Marty for his movie, saying if you're a psychopath or you have a psychopathic story, call this number. Mm-hmm. So Zach shows up on their their porch with a rabbit in his arms, and he goes in and he tells him the story about how when he was younger, he went into uh, some dude's house, and there was a uh, like two people mutilated in the lo- in the lobby <laughs> in the in the basement. We have no mutilated bodies in the lobby that you know of. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, those went out with the Halloween decorations when we had the, the roof lifted off the lobby and everything oh, flown out. I was going to say with the Sunday garbage, but <laughs> you're a little fancier than me. Oh, wow. Um, but there was one lady who wasn't dead. He, she was like... She was hurt. Yeah, and had been tortured. So he rescued her, and when the judge came home, it was a judge who owned mm-hmm. the house, they 
They mutilated his body. And then they decided they're going to go on the road and they're going to kill people who hurt people. Bonnie and Clyde, but they're just going to kill people. Mm -hmm. And they kill people in pretty crazy fashion. And they didn't kill people who hurted people. Why do you think they were murdering like a whole room of people lying down in hospital beds? Or they went to that one random old guy's house and... He was the Zodiac killer. Oh, yeah, you didn't you didn't see that? No, I thought yeah. they were just murderers. No, 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 no. They they murdered people like like the like the person who was in like the insane asylum, they were all chained to their beds, so none of them could move. Oh. And they just picked one who was probably in there for killing people mm-hmm. and uh sawed his head off. Yeah, man. Hacksaw. Maggie Maggie She, she was a little crazier than she went, Zachariah. She went full out. Mm-hmm. She went full out. So they went around killing people. Um, Zach kind of got to the point where he was like, man, this is a little much for me. You're just too crazy because the Zodiac killer, she stabbed a bunch of big knives through his hands, doused gasoline on him and lit him on fire. That looked pretty fucking real. Yeah. But I mean, I'd much rather do that than saw somebody's head off. Yeah, that was rough. Like the sawing someone's head off should have been when he quit. Lying someone on fire, you just plug your ears and plug your nose and it's nothing as bad as sawing someone's head off. I don't know. Well, no, it's not. It's not. Um, and then the seventh psychopath, once they do the reveal that the Jack of Diamonds killer is Billy. Mm-hmm. So he's the seventh psychopath. All right. So it's basically a, a chase game. Woody Harrelson trying to get uh, Sam Rockwell and uh, and get his dog back. And so the movie takes a big turn when they run away from Woody Harrelson and his gang and they go out to the desert, which seems like that seems like three quarters of the movie. Yeah. They, it felt like they were out in the desert for a long, long, long fucking time. And I feel like a lot of this movie is just like they're trying to finish it up and throwing random things. Like what what can what weird shit can we get Hans to say into the voice yeah. recorder that makes no sense? I know that was like didn't belong. How, how about the the Vietnamese? He finishes the Vietnamese priest story. Yeah, where he goes and puts a dynamite vest on the hooker and throws her into a room of like U.S. soldiers from Charlie Company and back pours in gasoline. He's about to th- blow everything up, and then he opens his eyes and he's that the monk who burned himself alive before he burns himself alive, and then goes ahead and burns himself alive. And it's like, well, that's it. This movie was poorly done. That was stupid. It did not belong in this at all. I thought that was, like, I was kind of hopeful when Hans was dead and the audio tape was in his hand and Mm -hmm. Marty got it. And he was like, ah, let me, let me give you another thing for your, for your story. And then it was dog shit. So uh, Christopher Walken's voice, it's, it's just, it's, it's fabulous. What? What? Why is he famous? I know I've seen him before. Oh, he's been in a ton of movies. He was in Pulp Fiction. He had a small part in that. I don't um, he's uh, in. You've never seen it, The Deer Hunter, which was a big movie back in the seventies. He's in a movie called The Dead Zone. Yeah, he's been in a ton of movies. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking movie star. Everybody knows who he he's is. A good actor. And he he did the whole Saturday Night Live thing, the more cowbell. The Fear the Reaper uh, song. That might be where I've mm-hmm. seen him the most. I've seen that video. Yeah, several. Times. That's good stuff. He just seems like one of those guys. He's up for anything, and he'll have fun in uh, whatever he's doing. That's cool. But uh, you want to attempt his voice at all? I can't hear it in my head right now. Mm. And he didn't sound. He sounded like he's from Europe. No, I think he's American. The way he was talking was really weird in this movie, because he would like say things like really fast, and like halfway pronounce the last syllable of the sentence. And hey, that's, that's what I do. I can't do it. He sounded more like fucking Danny Zuko. I, I can hear it in my head. And, uh, I can't. 
what, what this needs is more cowbell. I'm getting closer. I think if I worked on no, this for the next five minutes, still, I would have it. It sounded like Danny Zuko, no. but someone was like pinching his. No, it was, it was Danny Zuko trying to do um, Christopher Walken. That's <laughs> okay. what that was. Whatever. And so that's what I do. I, 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 I have a starting point. That is not what you the, do. No, it's what You've I do. You've never done that ever. Yeah, yeah, I have. People used to say, hey, so look how what you do does. Shaggy. You did Fred and then you did Fred trying to do Shaggy? No, I just. Just do Shaggy. Yeah, just fucking exactly. Shaggy. Shut up. You shut up. So, like I said, they go out to the desert, and that's when uh, Christopher Walken and uh, Marty, uh, Colin Farrell, figure out that Billy is is a psychopath. Also, why did they go to the desert? Did it ever even say? You know, they I were... I don't remember them saying that. They just drove there. So, the, the movie and the story that Marty was writing kind of paralleled each other, and they were driving in the car, talking about going out into the desert, and then just talking. That's how Marty wanted to end his story, and so that's what they did. And when they figured out that Billy was another psychopath, um, they were talking about, let's get the fuck out of here. Billy blew up the car and then called Woody Harrelson and said, here's where we are. Come on out. Come get your dog. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty anticlimactic. Um, Very anticlimactic. And Billy died. Yeah, which I'm all right with. Hans died too. Mm-hmm. I didn't want either of them to die. No, I didn't either. I, mean, I, I would have preferred, I mean, Billy, he became more and more annoying as the movie went on. All I wanted from him was to shoot more people in the head while wearing a ski mask, and I didn't get any more at all. Then Hans, oh, great, you're the Quaker. You're a cool character. Like, I like when you're talking and stuff. And then Colin Farrell, he was, like, very basic character. Yeah, he was. That could have been played by anybody. Yeah, and I'm glad it was him because his accent's nice, but... I liked all of them, but... They didn't make me care enough about them to where in the end when they died, I was kind of like, all right, you know, I just, yeah, they didn't develop them enough to where I got emotionally attached to them. Yeah, I agree. I had basically like one to 2% emotional <laughs> attachment and I get attached to people in movies pretty easily. Yeah, you really uh, do. All right. Um, and let's just get into favorite parts. I'll probably say my favorite part was the imaginings of the killers. It's like that first scene with the, when he killed the mobsters, that's one, the whole original Quaker story where he's following him everywhere. They slit uh, their own throats. That was cool. Um, when Zachariah and Maggie were going around just killing people, that was really cool as well. So I'll probably say those are my favorite parts. My favorite part is um, they're, they're out in the desert and Colin Farrell's basically got his movie, but he wants the ending just to be kind of chill. He doesn't want he doesn't want a lot of violence. Well, that's not what Billy wants. Billy, the psychopath, he comes up with this great ending for Colin Farrell's story, and he's just fucking manic as hell and just starts going, all right, I got it. Here's the ending. That was awesome, too, which is also an yep. imagining of yep. killers. We're, all right, so it takes place in the cemetery. I'm there with the dog. I call Woody Harrelson to come out, the the gangster to come get his dog. He says he's coming alone, but he's not coming alone. And all these mobsters are with him and they're all just shooting. And, and then all these other psychopaths mm-hmm. start showing up from, from the story. You got the Vietnamese guy and he's got his flamethrower yeah. and, and you got, um, you got, uh, Hans. he like comes out of, a. Oh of, yeah. He comes out of like the coffin. Yep. Just by his feet, raises like uh-huh. a fucking needle. Yep. Just like those vampires do in some of those movies. What? Wait a minute. What? I meant nail. Which it didn't even make sense anyway, so. Okay. What what did he raise like? 
Like a, uh, I don't know. Boing. Like, like a, a lever, maybe? Or a, <laughs> That's better. Yeah. Wow, there's like something that would raise like that. My dick? Like, Don't Wake Daddy. Do you remember that game? Yes. yes. <laughs> he did like Don't Wake Daddy. Yeah, that's why kids grow up with anxiety. That and perfection and operation <laughs> and vending machines. Perfection was my least favorite game ever. I hated that shit because I would never order the pieces before I play the game. You're not I, supposed to. I know. I just that's, have a big jumble yeah, of shit that all looks the same. That's what you're supposed to do. And that game sucked. I don't think I ever beat it. Any game that has a timer that you can hear, it just not adds cool. no, it just adds that much more anxiety. Like categories, that timer you can hear. I never um, played that. But what is it? Why are there so many fucking kids' games that induce anxiety? <laughs> Remember you had didn't you have that alligator game where you push down a tooth? And if it was a, and some of them would just go down, and if it's the wrong tooth, it'd fucking bite your hand. I don't know if that was mine or my cousin's, but it got brought over. But yeah, one of the teeth, yeah, will make him chomp down on your finger. Don't don't wake daddy. Break the ice. Yeah, don't wake daddy was the number one one though, because that one it's just the the dad's in bed and you got to sneak to the fridge and you would have to like land on spots and you'd get a number so you got to push this button a certain amount of times yep yep and you're never safe it uh, could be the first button that uh-huh, wakes daddy it uh-huh. could be the 32nd <laughs> and you don't know yeah. and his cap would always fly off yep um i i have we still have that it's in that closet over there really yeah you want to play it tonight no really come on come <laughs> I don't know, because I don't. What was your favorite game growing up? Uh, Sorry, probably. Yeah, Sorry's I, I loved Sorry. Sorry Sliders, I don't remember it, but I remember liking it. I feel like Sorry, I feel like, has caused a divorce before. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly was cool once I... No, like, it wasn't. Monopoly once I sucks. grew up enough to not be an idiot, and I actually had a chance of winning each game, that was awesome. You could play, like, for six hours, though. I I, hate- I've beat Pop, though. Yeah, I fucking hate Monopoly. I, I like it, and I thought it was cool having all that money. Uno is always a good one. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uno's awesome. Um, Old Maid. I loved Old Maid. Yep, that was good, I too. I remember playing that with uh, your mom and my sister. But Old Maid was fun because it's a mind game. I'd love to play it with, uh-huh. like, oh, it would be so fun to play that with, like, stupid little kids. <laughs> And you could, like, trick them with all the strategies. You could push one card up, and they're like, okay. I've done the reverse where they think, like, oh, that is it, but no, it isn't. They want me to think. Oh, so yes, it is, so Uh I'll grab this one. (laughs) Then I see their face when they grab my old maid that I perfectly uh, laid down. I know you can't remember, but in The Princess Bride, there's a scene like that where a guy's trying to fool somebody, and he's going just all these different scenarios <laughs> in his head, but that's what you think that I want you to do, and just, yeah, it's it's the whole old maid thing. I haven't so great. seen that in a long time. We're going to watch it soon. I would like to boycott it because that one blonde fuck from Saw is in it, but... You, Car- Carrie Elways or Elways or... Elways, Yeah, you, he will redeem yeah. himself to you in that. I remember liking him, yeah. thinking he's cool, mm-hmm. but... I never play Yahtzee, or Not- I have. I don't know how to play it. Oh, though. Yahtzee's fun. Um, you get like three of a kind, six of a kind, full house straights. Yeah. I remember liking that, but no one ever wanted to play it. Because so that I game sucks. Shoots and Ladders was fun. Dude, yes. Bop It was kind of fun mm. for a little bit. What? Uh, Stroke it. Pop it. <laughs> Check it off. <laughs> yeah, just going to say jerk it. Fondle the balls. Plug it. <laughs> Insert it. Gag on it. Fuck it. I don't know. 
I know, I know we played other stuff, but oh, yeah. Shoots and Ladders was always so fun because it was, I, it always felt so risky. Like suddenly you mm-hmm. had to go all the way from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. How about life? <sighs> you didn't like life? Not really. I liked spinning the thing. Yeah, the, the spinner was, was top notch on, on life. As we got older, though, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We um, played that with my parents one time. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, my mom got something I and it was like have been allowed. Gorilla's oh, Anus or something. Yeah, I do remember that actually. That we didn't play that was a different game. Like she wrote that, I'm pretty sure. Like um, the, there are different variations yeah. of the same kind of adult themed yeah. games where once you're an adult, any game that leaves anything up to your creativity or imagination, it becomes Dirty. Extremely dirty. Yeah, it's it's too bad I don't have friends because uh, <laughs> I would like to play some games with people, and then I would like them to leave straight after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just come over and play a game. Let's not let's not bullshit about. Oh, do you Billy think it's going to snow next week? It's supposed to get cold. Yeah, fuck that. Sit down. Let's play this game, and then get the fuck out. I think friends at fifty two is probably a lot harder than friends at twenty one. I very <laughs> a lot of people your age just suck ass. Yeah, and you know I don't really. I want friends every now and then. <laughs> every every now and then. Which means that you are not a good person to have friends. That's true. I just want some friends that I can use. <laughs> exactly. Like when I need help moving something or <laughs> when I want to play an adult game. And trust me, I wish you had those friends too whenever my fucking sister was moving into her apartment. She said that she is going to move again probably next year at this time. She's like, so get ready. And I said, I'm going to get ready to fucking hire some movers. I, I ain't doing to, that shit again. I need again. to fucking slip a disc before. Right? I, I can't. I can't. That was that was stupid. I have a herniated disc. I don't even know what either of those things are. They hurt. Or if I get a vasectomy, you probably can't lift heavy, really heavy shit for a while after that. So I'll probably just do that then. You, you're not supposed to do much of anything right after you get a vasectomy, or you could get a scrotal hematoma. Mm-hmm. Which is? Well, it's when um, a lot of fluid gets in your balls and kind of hardens and does not feel well. Feel well? When, oh, yeah. yeah. It, hurts. Uh, it aches. <laughs> you and, had it? And it feels bad. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so your your whole sack is like one bulbous being is it's not it didn't uh, get real bulbous so it's not like just limp skin with two very noticeable no, balls no it just <laughs> it, turns it, into like a a fucking you pour some water in some saran wrap <laughs> you um, know like you it's just one it, one it it so you could kind of feel it was like hardened in there it, i want to say i don't really remember but it, it felt it. time I was thinking they get a needle and suck the stuff. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> but then I realized you probably would still have it if that was the only cure. Isn't it? Doesn't it turn all like nasty? Um, Look like a zombie sack after a fucking vasectomy? A zombie sack. I like, don't actually like. I mean, as it, black it is the TV. Well, it, it bruised up with my scrotal hematoma for sure. <sighs> yeah. God. It, it, you know, it sounds worse than it is. I mean, it, look, I don't really feel like looking that up right now. It it really sounds worse than it really is. Oh, my balls filled with fluid and turned I'm, hard. I'm not. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be erect in my balls too. What's going it on? It wasn't actually my balls. And they're black. It was, yeah. I don't feel like the only worst thing is like if like you get like warts on it too when that happens, or if like there's like a like it starts to tear and there's a little hole that like seeps shit out. 
Oh, yikes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, no. Let me see. Let me see. Let me no, see. No, this is not what I had. What I, is? I just, oh, no. I just looked up scrotal. Yeah, hematoma. let me see it. Uh, turn I, the phone no, around. No, 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 no. Oh, no. This is. Bro, turn the phone around. I don't know what the fuck around. this is. I don't know what the fuck that is. Ew. Yeah. It looks no. like somebody's like. That's not what like I had. A, a thumb. Oh, I like curved like a oh, a fucking Cheeto puff. Oh no, none of this is. Oh gosh, no, nope, never mind. I've seen like way Fuck. worse than that. So I, like, I just thought I was going to find something that looked like mine. I, those are I don't know what those were. Those, that was like bloody. That was Cheeto bad. puff penis. Oh. Like this has been it, a hard episode it's, for it's me. It's funny whenever you like look up stuff like like injury stuff on on Google or something, and you're all freaking out, and you turn to me, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> I turn my head. I've right, seen. Get on Google. Look up scrotal hematoma. Not you, just our listeners. Oh. Look up scrotal <laughs> hematoma. Like, okay. Look at the first picture on the left, and you see if you're like, eh, that's not a big deal, or I, if you're more like me and go, oh gosh. Like I've seen like worst case scenario, like STD cases. <gasps> Why? Just it's just. Do you do you I, type like, that I into Google? What gonorrhea looks like. So yeah, you go on incognito because you don't want anyone seeing that you looked up. Like horrible gonorrhea, <laughs> and then yeah, you're like, why would he dip his cock into guacamole? I don't understand. Is that supposed to be gonorrhea? Yeah, <laughs> don't you have a green discharge? For yeah, gonorrhea. Yeah. All right. Well, that one fell flat. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting a little, little more. It's a whole dick one. and gonorrhea. Like it doesn't make your dick turn green. Well, if you just, just put the head in there and spit a little green. Well, I mean, if it's spitting green and it's just you know you got your underwear on all day and it keeps spitting green, then your the head of your dick is probably going to look like you know guacamole. Or, like it was dipped like, in guacamole. Somebody, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I you know I still bat over five hundred. What is that supposed to be? I mean, you're you're more than an all star in baseball if you if you hit yeah. half the times you're. Up. Oh, I mm-hmm. I didn't know what you were relating it to, yeah. but it was your well, jokes because you don't like sports, so it's generally not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of cool. Football, yeah, rugby, mm-hmm. soccer. If they weren't all fucking pussies, I know soccer. Here's my take: when people flop, I think that they should go back and watch the tape, and once they realize it's a flop, they should not only get fined, they should have to sit out of the next fucking game. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. I hate refs as well. Because one time I was playing goalie <laughs> and I got cleated and my leg was bleeding and I took a knee and the goal, like the, the ref wasn't doing anything. I'm sitting there crying on my knee and like they're dribbling towards me and I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they finally stopped the fucking game. It's like, I know you're getting paid like eight an hour, but I'm fucking crying here with a bloody knee. Because this fucking kid who's like two times the size, I remember, is a little chubby kid. You never forget that shit, man. Because I got so livid. Like, you got a fucking so many... list of kids that wronged you before fourth grade One that's kid two on pages the long. Gunners. The gunners. These were white with red numbers. Wow. And he fucking, he knocked me over, so I knocked him out of bounds. I'm like, yeah, this is what you fucking get, you mm-hmm. piece of fucking shit. So you got even with him in that game? Yeah. So did you cross him off your list, or is he still on it? No, he's still on it. <laughs> I'll cleat him. <laughs> you don't even have cleats. I, I still have my fucking cross-country spikes. Oh, no, you don't. I gave those away. So. <laughs> we have knives in the kitchen. Okay, you've driven me to this point. <laughs> Jeez. If you played on the gunners in... Uh, Fuck you, yeah. don't listen to us. 
so back to my favorite part when when it all comes together and Billy's just describing it and it was just perfect and Woody Harrelson ends up getting his head blown off with a shotgun. Yeah, and it was just chaos and fun. He's making gun noises. Uh-huh. The whole time. Oh yeah, it was it was it was wonderful. I love 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 that part. So obviously that's my favorite part. All right, let's get into bucket of chicken. Um, I want to give it to Christopher Walken because I feel like he was the best actor. He was the most believable as the character he was. Like, he seemed, like, really nuts. Like, there was really, like, a screw loose in him. He wasn't, like, crazy murderous, but he just... I wouldn't have wanted to be around him. Yeah, so definitely Christopher Walken. All right, so let me channel my inner Danny Zuko to do a Christopher Walken acceptance speech for you. Let's just see. Because I can hear it in my head. Let's see if it helps. I I would like to thank... Jack, thank you so much for my book. <laughs> just Danny Zuko. I just can't. It's just Danny all Zuko. Right. Just I feel like it's there. Danny Zuko, I and feel... you'll be all right, maybe. More all right than whatever the fuck you were just doing. <laughs> I'm very excited to uh, to have this bucket of chicken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looked like someone had like thrown a Cheerio at you, and you tried to go bite it out of the air. Oh, man. I feel like that I was getting... That was very strong. It was getting close to Harry Carey. I want to have it. <laughs> he used to always do that voice and it would piss mom off. Hey, Jose Vizcaino with the bass hit. <laughs> I've yeah. never even heard of the guy. I yeah. don't know. Your mom hates that. <laughs> I think mine's more Will Ferrell doing uh, yeah. Harry Carey. She hates your voice where you whisper, or not whisper, where you whistle. Oh, <laughs> say, she, it's the, what is it, what's the Herbert? The, uh, her, Herbert, Herbert, the Herbert, Herbert, the pervert. Say, Chris. Where's my morning papers? <laughs> <laughs> There's another one where you like fuck with your tongue or something that is gross that mom doesn't like either. Is it the one that I do like? No, this? that's the that's this one. <laughs> I'm not as good as it at you. You're not nearly as good as me. Yeah, I'm really not that good at it. It's one of the things I'm the best at. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is really good. <laughs> my bucket of chicken. He did at times get a little annoying, but I loved Sam Rockwell in this. I've loved Sam Rockwell in all the movies we've done with him. He just looks like he's always having fun in the movies he's in. If I ever make a movie, Sam Rockwell is going to be in it, whether he wants to or not, because Mm -hmm. he's just fun. He's just fun, and I guarantee he's not a dick in person. I guarantee he'd be a lot of fun just to fucking hang out with. Guarantee it. All right, score time. I still don't know. You want me to go first for once? Sure. I like this movie. I feel like in the desert, they were out there way, way, way too long. It was an A for me for a long time. It was um, it was even mid-90s for me for a while. But this movie was an hour and 50 minutes, and I swear it feels like an hour and 30 minutes we're out in the desert. But I still really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to get it uh, 87. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give it a 65. Really? Yeah. I don't think this movie was really anything special. It could have been. It, yeah. They should have just dropped the whole movie part. I'm making a movie storyline and just made it happen. Because, like, the fact that he's making a movie about it, they, I think his whole character was basically just replaceable in any way possible. 
He didn't bring anything to the story except that he was an alcoholic that denied it. But you take out the author who's trying to write a book, then you don't have the Quaker story. Then you don't have the Vietnamese priest story. You do have the Quaker story. Well, how does that automatically just come up? I don't know. See, that's... I mean, clearly, the Quaker existed. Right. Billy just told him that story. Yeah. So, like, it would have come up anyway, but so you then just wanted the Vietnamese priest, which... But who would Billy have been telling the story to? The fucking voice in his head. I don't know. All right. Or, All like, right. someone he's imagining. Maybe he does some drugs and there's, like, a colorful shooting scene. Yeah, it just gets more convoluted if you do that, I think. I don't know, but this... That's your opinion, though. I just think this movie, they had good characters... But they just didn't know what to do, so they just fucked around trying to finish the movie and somehow drew it out for longer. It was too long. It was too long, and it was just... The ending sucked ass, I'm going to be honest. The ending was terrible. With Christopher Walken yeah, telling the story. Yeah, Christopher Walken died, it then said that, and Billy died, and he was shot through the fucking head, but was still like telling this dog, like, Paw, like, do this trick. You're dead. Nine times out of ten, you get shot in the head, right through the forehead. You're just going to be dead. Well, this was the one time out of ten, then. But I don't know. I was, was, I was fine with that. I was fine with it. I don't know. I was just like, it was uninspired. They could have had so much more. Oh, I can't believe you didn't pass it. It wasn't very good. You enjoyed the whole thing, though. No. Well, you, well I And mean, I laughed at different no. parts. Okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 146 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Don't forget to go over to our website, moviemuggin.com, and you can click on Ask Jack. We need some Ask Jack questions. So click on it, submit. If you uh, leave your name and email address, I will send you a Movie Muggin sticker. And who doesn't want a Movie Muggin sticker? Okay, well, we appreciate you uh, listening. Have yourself a Movie Muggin day. Bye. There's not really anything wrong with you, but God, you're such a disappointment, right? (laughs)